So we've been doing this thing called Savvy Citizen for a little over a year and a half now, and honestly, we've never introduced ourselves. So today on Savvy Citizen, we've got a pair of guest hosts from Gaston County, Justin Amos and Vincent Wong. They're both gonna sit in and we're gonna flip the mics. So Janet, myself, Elizabeth, and then our producer extraordinaire, Josh, will be on the other side of the table. You'll get to know a little bit more about us and why we started this whole thing to begin with. All right, recently we learned that Savvy Citizen reached its 3,000th download. Congratulations. Thank you. I don't know, like, when we started this, like, to get to where we are today, I don't know that we ever would have imagined that. Why, because it's all a blur? It is a little bit of a blur. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's one big COVID blur, it feels like. <laughs> My question is, how far can this train roll? Um, well, I mean, that, that assumes that we keep it on the tracks the whole time. That, <laughs> I don't know that that's ever going to happen. You know, one of the things I think has been really fun about it is not only have we been able to kind of dive into kind of behind the scenes of county government, but like also kind of start to open it up to like other things going on around the community, whether it's other municipalities. Um, we've done episodes where we're talking about um, hiking, talking about tourism, talking about roads. And while none of that like on the surface sounds like, ooh, that's super sexy. Telling people about government and like all the different things that we're involved in, I think can open some eyes maybe to at least for, for my way of thinking, that was at least part of why we wanted to do this. Yeah. Nothing really is interesting on the surface. That's why I like podcasts because it shows you like the underbelly of things and how, and you get to dive deep and, you know, learn about the people involved in things going on in, the Ga in Gaston County. Um, but just, you know, the nuances and all kinds of stuff. And we're drawing out Gaston County secret nerds. So if you, yes. if you, are secretly a, a nerd about like government type stuff or about things that, you know, you care about in your community. This is a great way to, to do that. Yeah. So Jenna, you brought up the underbelly. So we're here to know a little bit about you guys. So can you guys just state your name, your title and something fun you like to do on the weekends? Adam, you go first. You're the, you're the brains behind this. Oh, that's scary <laughs> if I'm the brains behind it. I don't know that there's a lot of brain power left there. Um, so I'm Adam Gobb. I'm the communications director for Gaston County. Um, been with the county for just over two years. Started literally right before COVID. Um, and we kicked off the podcast in October of 2020. So we've done pretty much almost all of this throughout the pandemic, um, which is kind of weird. Um, things that I like to do on the weekends. I'm actually going to grad school right now. So like my social life is non-existent. Um, but I do have a daughter, which I've, I've talked about on the podcast, and she's big into hockey. She's learning to play hockey right now. So um, that's awesome. Some of my some of my time is spent at the at the hockey rink down in uh, Indian Trail. <laughs> is there a hockey team in Arizona? You're from, did you say you're from Arizona? Yeah. We're from Arizona. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the Arizona Coyotes. They're not very good. No, they're terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's Arizona. How could they be good? It's, I mean, it's really dumb because it was a team that was originally in Canada and then they relocated it to Phoenix. And they're like, this will be great. And it's like, no, nobody in Phoenix cares about hockey. <laughs> and that's reflected because nobody goes to games. So, you know, it's worked out about as well as I could have told you it was going to work out. <laughs> that sounds like a very low pressure hockey team, though. It's kind of the hockey team vibe that I would want to be yeah. on. Yes and no. It's got to be weird to play, play your home games and like have probably at least half the fans, if not more, that are there rooting for the other team. Oh, so you never feel like, oh, like I've got a true home game because it's like the other team scores and like the fans erupt. And it's like, wait a minute. That's not how this is supposed to work. Yeah, okay, they so, they could have done a better mascot, right? The coyote, they could have been like the ice 
coyotes or something. (laughs) So I grew up in Tucson, and Tucson's always had like has tried to do like a bunch of different like minor league teams, whether it's baseball or hockey. And so for a while, I think they had the Gila Monsters, which is a better name. Mm. I think right now their minor league hockey team is the Roadrunners, which is you know a little bit better. Although it makes me think of Wiley Coyote and Looney Tunes. So how's the energy at Hannah's hockey games? So she she has gone through like a whole year of learning to skate, and now she's learning to play. And then if everything goes well in the fall, she'll actually start playing for an all girls team. So like right oh. now, it's it's funny because at Indian Trail they have like three different um, skating rinks, and the one that she's on they call it the puddle. So it's this little <laughs> tiny ice rink, and it's like it's almost like watching kids play soccer at a little age where they just kind of bounce off each other and fall down and giggle and <laughs> yeah so but the boys that are out there are like much more like aggressive and it's like I'm gonna be really good at this and Hannah's just out there like make sure everybody gets a chance to hit shoot the puck <laughs> it's like here you shoot now and she wants to share it and it's like no check them like <laughs> they're literally trying to take it away from you like knock somebody into the boards come on now does she have a cool hockey name like um Gobsy, don't they have like cool names? They usually do. Yeah. She, I, I feel like once she gets on a team, she's gonna she's gonna have that. Although she likes going by Hand instead of oh, Hannah. So okay. that's cool. Yeah, we'll see if that sticks. <laughs> Wait, your wife's name is Jan, right? It is. Han and Jan. Han and Jan. <laughs> and Adam. Yeah, and and Adam. <laughs> womp womp. Is, is your favorite movie the Mighty Ducks? She yeah, really she does should. like Mighty Ducks, and she liked the new um, Game Changer series they did on Disney Plus too. Um, I think honestly, and it sounds almost goofy, but it's like she probably saw that when she was like five, and like was like, "I want to play hockey," and we're like, "Yeah, okay, nice. whatever." And she's like, "No, I want to play hockey." <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That that is so cool. Yeah. So, uh, what, what Adam? You told us where you're from. Mm-hmm. How'd you get into government? Um, I spent most of my career in media. So I was a newspaper editor in Arizona for about 10 years. Um, I did TV in North Carolina. Um, I was an executive producer and investigative reporter and did that for a little under four years before coming over to work for government. And TV hours are brutal. I had to do early morning shifts. I was working at WSSC as a producer and having to get up be there basically overnight like to be able to do the morning shows you're getting in either 11 or 12 you know 11 p.m or 12 a.m and then you're you know basically regurgitating the same news that happened overnight I mean it's rare that you get any sort of breaking news that happens at three in the morning and if it is it's usually stuff that's happening overseas and so when you're trying to do like a local broadcast you're just trying to repackage stuff that's already happened so it just I don't know I, I got burned down it pretty quickly just from what I was doing and from the hours. Um, and I, you know, part of the reason I did journalism is that I was always w- really interested in um, wanting to connect to the community to get information, um, wanting to make sure that, you know, the community was well informed. And so being able to work in communications for government, I felt was like a natural transition. And I feel fortunate because I've been given a lot of latitude to be able to do that. Like, you know, starting the podcast, like we do a, a news video series, we've done a lot of different stuff that if I had gone into maybe Mecklenburg County or a bigger, more established County, like not to say that they don't do great stuff cause they do, but like I wouldn't have had like the creative freedom to do a lot of this stuff, you know, try and try and fail or try and succeed. And you mean like establishes and the communications department is more established. Right. Cause you basically built this from 
I mean, our, we, we didn't have a communications department for nope. a little while there, right? Yeah, for we were without one for 12 years. So Pam Overcast, who recently retired, was our last PIO. And then during the recession, uh, the commissioners basically got rid of that department and she became the HR director. So like we still had the, the government access channel. So Todd Ward and Barry Martin, who worked for us, um, were still here doing that, but like we didn't really have a true communications department. So like, you know, we, we weren't doing anything with social media. We weren't doing any press releases except, you know, Pam would write one every once in a while when it was like absolutely necessary. Like if we hired a new manager or something like that. Um, but like there was no outreach to the community. And to me, you know, connecting to the community is what's most important to me because I think there's a lot of folks that live in Gaston County that don't know all the stuff that the county government does for them. Like what the differences between county government and city government, what the state does, what NCDOT does. Um, and that goes beyond just, you know, libraries or parks and rec and stuff that they use. So, you know, if, if I can help create a better educated and more informed citizenry, I feel like that's a win. All right. So who, who's next? Who? I'll, yeah, I'll go next. So I'm Janet Schaefer. Um, what was the what was the whole question? Just tell, tell us who you are. Okay, that's easy enough. A really difficult question. Yeah. So um, <laughs> where, where do we where do you want to start? Um, I was born in, I actually was born in Gaston County, but um, I went to undergraduate at uh, UNC Asheville, then um, worked for Gaston County right after school, and was in social work for a little while, and then eventually got my master's in public administration. Um, I learned that I liked some of the grant side of what I was doing in social work, so got a master's in public administration to do more of the administrative side of government, and um, then I came to the budget office, and one of the best decisions ever to get my master's degree, so Adam, stay, stay the course, even though <laughs> I know it's a, you're miserable right now. I, I, was, I was working on my midterm last night, and I'm about halfway through writing a 10-page paper, so uh, yeah. Oh, God. Don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, I've worked for Gaston County for about 10, 11 years now um, and love it. Um, what else What else you want to know? What's your title? Oh, um, I'm the director of budget and strategy. I also really love podcasts, like, like obsessed. Justin, I know you're obsessed with podcasts too. We talk about how we um, need to stop getting podcast recommendations because it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Anyway, I also really love podcasts. So I think being in budget and strategy and ho- co-hosting a podcast, don't, those two things don't really make sense. But um, I think because I'm obsessed with podcasts, Adam asked me to help with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I never would have done this without you. Really? Yeah. I'm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm a. I'm also addicted to our podcast too. So just putting that out there, I listen to every episode. Yeah, same here. Yeah. 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 So what I do for fun is, let me think about this. I do some weird things, so it's kind of weird to talk about. <laughs> she listens to podcasts and does personal budget. So the reason yeah. I listen to podcasts is because you can listen to podcasts and do so many other things with your hands and mm-hmm. feet instead of like reading a book or I do read sometimes too, but um, instead of reading a book or whatever. So um, I cross stitch, um, hands free. I can do whatever I want. Um, but I also like I have a, I have a, gals hiking group and we go hiking um and which is great for exploring Gaston County they actually live in like Charlotte and Rock Hill and and they always come to me because they say we have the best hiking spots here so yeah um have a girls dinner club so we also enjoy drinks and dinner throughout Gaston County as well um what's the best place you've been to so far gosh I'm gonna say Bottle Tree is so good have you been there yeah it's so good very good um Terramia is pretty good um, yeah. 
But we just got some yum donuts that were so, oh, my God, they're so delicious. So that might be my new favorite place. I'm just going to eat donuts for every meal now. So, Adam, you just mentioned that you probably wouldn't have done this without Janet. How did Savvy Citizens become Savvy Citizens? We were kind of kicking it around. Like, you know, you talked about, like, kind of your love of podcasts. And, like, I, I don't know, like, how exactly the idea came about. But it's kind of like, well, we could do one. Yeah. And, I mean, we just kind of looked into, you know, what would it cost to get the equipment um, I mean, you can do a really kind of quote unquote low budget podcast and you can just kind of do it off of your phones and with a, with a laptop. But I mean, we were able to go through and kind of get a, a good soundboard and microphones and set them up here in our, in the communications office and with money we already had kind of in the budget. Um, so that, you know, it's not like we were spending money that we had to go and make an extra request for. Yeah. And also I had one goal with the podcast and that was to dive into the history of fish camps. And we finally did that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was still like to this day one of my favorite episodes because I learned, God, I learned so much. What, uh, going back to the first episode, what do you remember about that experience? At the I remember that we kind of pulled one over on Taylor. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. we You're told her you weren't here, Elizabeth. For that. We, we told Taylor, we're like, we're just going to do this as practice because uh -huh. we've never done this before. And we'll just kind of get our feeling for it. And Janet and I sat here and we interviewed her about the budget process and kind of what she does and like what it was like putting together the budget during COVID during 2020. Because, I mean, literally our budget office at that point was Janet and Taylor. And that was it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's bring Josh and Elizabeth in. You'll learn a little bit more about this, too. Yep. All right, Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is uh, Josh Braswell. I guess my official title is fellow. What yeah, because fellow you are. <laughs> for he is a jolly good fellow. I, I don't know about that. I try. <laughs> but uh, so I started working for the county in 2019 at the museum. And prior to working for the county, uh, all of my job experience had been exclusively in the grocery store industry. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely bring a lot of that grocery store pr perspective to the podcast. <laughs> and, Wait, know. were you in grocery stores during the pandemic, too? No, no, oh, that, that, okay. that was oh. way prior. I was actually at the museum during the pandemic okay. and okay. very fortunate and grateful that they were able to find stuff for us. I was a museum guide and they, they were actually able to find projects for us to work on during the pandemic. Because, I mean, obviously, museum guide is like you have to be on site to guide people through the right. museum. but. It was sort of fortuitous for me because d during the pandemic, uh, I was able to use, I went to UNCG with a graduated with a degree in media studies. So I was able to use those skills to like make videos for the museum and, and do stuff for their social media. And then when this fellowship opportunity became available for me to work in the communications office, I already sort of had a little, uh, a little portfolio of stuff that I had done for the museum that had been you know, fairly successful. Uh, so I was able to spin that into the position that I am now and I'm kind of just faking my way through it as I go but uh, where are you from did you say that already oh I'm from uh I'm from Gaston County oh cool what part the Bessemer City is that why you're not saying that? Gastonia okay okay <laughs> what high school did you go to um I went to Highland what me too yeah I graduated in 2009 I graduated in 2000 we were there the same time I was 06 oh that's weird <laughs> well, I mean weird. I don't know where I don't know <laughs> Two people in the same county going to the hi same high school isn't su super unusual, but yeah. I, I, yeah Let's I, go I Rams. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. So, Josh, what do you do with the podcast? What, more the behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Yeah, I think I've only actually appeared on the podcast one time prior to this, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but I do – so I st started my fellowship in the communications office in, I think, February of 2021. 
Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, prior to that, I think Adam had edited every episode. Yep. Um, and soon after I started, uh, I kind of, well, I enjoy listening to podcasts as well. And uh, I it was something I was able to contribute um, to the to the office. So I kind of took on took it upon myself to take on editing duties. And uh, I've edited most of the episodes since then, I think. Pro- probably like 90% of the episodes. Yeah, what people don't hear is is the stuff you cut out because we often say, Josh, sorry about that, or Josh, cut this out um, <laughs> like while we're recording. So Yeah, I, yeah. I, I always try to make people look good. I'm gonna, I'll probably be editing this episode, and um, I, I don't like appearing on the podcast because I frequently say stupid things. <laughs> so it's actually very fortunate for my, for my own workload that I, I'm not on the podcast more because that would be more work for me, editing out all the stupidity <laughs> that just, all the nonsense that just drib- dribbles out of my mouth. <laughs> How long does it take to uh, edit a podcast, Melvin? Well, um, so I have, haven't had any previous podcast editing experience. I have a fair amount of video editing experience, and uh, the two are kind of similar, but uh, the thing about video editing is, you know, you use a nonlinear editing software to edit it, the only way I know how to edit a podcast is to actually listen to it through and listen to it in real time uh, and make the edits as they pop up, unless it's a more involved episode. Like one of the more involved episodes we did was our Halloween episode for 2021. If you haven't listened to that, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun episode. But that one actually required like sound effects and special effects and filters and, and uh, more intense editing than a normal episode. And acting and actors. And acting. Actresses. Yes. Except Janet refused to act and she made me act all the girl parts. <laughs> it was so Janet. good. It was so good. It was very good. Yeah, I did. I, Elizabeth looked at me and I said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and then she acted. What you, what, you played a couple parts, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, all the all the girl characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, besides the one Jason played, didn't Jason play like oh, a Jason, lady? Yeah, Jason <laughs> played a Southern Belle. <laughs> Jason was a really wonderful Southern Belle. That, that, that one actually got cut from to, cut for time. Oh, oh wait, you, did, wait, no, did it, no, one of the stories got cut. Oh, okay. That was the one that my daughter did like one line on. Oh yeah, because yeah. Hannah was here that day. Oh, it's um, okay. She'll get famous from hockey. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that so that episode took like a couple of days on and off to edit. But a normal episode only takes. Well, it depends. It, it depends. A couple of hours tops. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not like a grueling process, but because you do have to listen to it through in real time, uh, it takes at least half an hour to an hour, depending on how long the episode goes, and then maybe three or four hours for an episode. You know. All right, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do I'm, you do? <laughs> I'm Elizabeth Harry, and the episode that Josh was talking about that he was on, that was my first episode, too, because... Um, we both started at the county as fellows at about the same time. Um, I started as a fellow in the budget office because uh, I'm also getting my MPA master's degree <laughs> at UNCC. Um, but, but I'm you're at, a lot closer I'm at the to other end. <laughs> I'm at the other end of the program than you, Adam. And yep. I'm so glad there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm <laughs> counting the days. But uh, I took. Matt Roten's budget class, and Matt is our deputy county manager, and he kept uh, dropping hints that <laughs> Gaston County is hiring fellows, and wouldn't it be great if a bunch of people from his class applied, and he, um, you know, I was really afraid of taking the budget class, because I thought, this is something I'm going to be very bad at, because uh, <laughs> I've never been a math person. But he kind of opened my eyes to what working in budget is actually like, and it's 
it's a lot of like design and um, like there's definitely some math, but I realized it's all in Excel. Excel math. <laughs> Excel math. And I'm good at Excel math. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I, so I was kept talking, calling him and asking him questions on the phone and, you know, getting him to review my homework ahead of time so <laughs> I could get better grades <laughs> and, and he just kind of uh, convinced me that I ought to apply. Um, but before coming to work at Gaston County, I've, uh, I'm, I'm really passionate about contemporary art and I studied, uh, studio art in college and I've been working in a couple different museums around North Carolina for the past six years so I kind of made an enormous career leap from <laughs> um, like collections management registrar work and like a tiny bit of curatorial work to uh, budget and weirdly there's a lot that's similar <laughs> there is yeah. also we've been we benefit from uh, Elizabeth's artistic talents in our office as well so. oh yeah yeah yeah, it is weirdly similar, though. But did you ever, you're now a budget analyst, did you ever think, like, this would be a part of the job as co-hosting? Oh, by the way, you're a co-host, one of the co-hosts, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, when I imagined what it might be like to work in county budget office, I, I definitely didn't think about podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think there would be so much graphic design involved, but our, our uh, budget folks really care about graphic design, and it shows. I don't know if... Y'all who are listening, if you've never read our adopted budget book, I encourage you to read it. It's a good one. It's yeah. Good read. If y'all are going to ask me my book recommendations at the end of this, that'll be it. <laughs> adopted budget book. <laughs> it comes out every year. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, but I've been in the Charlotte area since 2010 because I went to school at Davidson. With Steph Curry. That was the question everybody wanted to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to do too much name dropping, but <laughs> I did have a class with Steph Curry. Uh, there was, I think it was, there was like an NBA lockout year or something. I'm not super good at knowing what happens in sports, but <laughs> I did recognize him in my history of education class, and he sat at the back of class and is super smart and had way more to say in class than I did. And so I just thought, Wow, this guy is a famous basketball player, and he's a genius. Uh, I went to high school with a very well-known podcast host. <laughs> really? Janet Schaefer. Janet Schaefer. <laughs> All right, so we're trying to learn a little bit about you guys. What is one thing you guys want people to know about you? That you Obviously, you work for Gaston County, but besides that, what do you want to be known for? What do you want your legacy at Gaston County to be? I'm a very much behind-the-scenes person, so honestly, uh, like, being on the cast is a little awkward for me, <laughs> but... Uh, but the Just thing wait until we start doing advertising for it and put your face on billboards <laughs> in the county. <laughs> My worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I honestly do. I love kind of knowing the, um, like, how things work from behind the scenes, and working in government has been, like, really satisfying that... Um, desire that I have and I don't know that that's 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 what I like doing best I like trying to figure out you know what needs to happen in order to make things work on the front end so um, that's what I like y'all have any funny behind the scenes stories you want to share and also is there a particular episode that you learned the most about, like most from like you didn't know about it 
particularly until you got into it, and then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, that's really interesting. Those are good questions. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Janet's not kidding when she says, like, this This is all about fish camps for her. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I should have just stopped after that episode. <laughs> that's my, that's, that'll be my legacy to teaching Gaston County folks everything they need to know about fish camps. Not me, but the museum did it. Um, let's see. Behind the scenes, we don't really, like, every pretty much everything that we say is what, or everything that happens on the podcast you kind of hear besides the stuff that we say, hey, Josh, cut that out. Um, but I don't know. Some That's the, because we capture that on um, microphone or whatever, recording, um, you kind of hear some of the stuff that, like, we just randomly talk about, and you can kind of hear how, like, we're just interested in everything and can talk about everything forever. And um, sometimes we it, we add it in the episode, and those are my favorite ones where we're just talking to someone who, you know, their job is totally different from ours, um, and we just can talk about anything with anybody at any time, and they can too. And, and those are my favorite episodes, honestly. But I don't know about the listeners if they <laughs> particularly like to hear about, like, I think one episode we went down a like, if we can dance or not, um, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> and um, some of the museum ones, we definitely go down, like, just all yeah. sorts of different <laughs> sidetracks. Yeah. Um, what was your original question? Sorry. Funny, funny story. Oh. I have a behind the scenes. Okay, so the Halloween Spooktacular, um, again, we'll drop a reference to that one. That was such a fun episode to work on because it required a lot more planning than normally mm-hmm. we put into an episode. Um, and one of the things that I did to help us prepare a script for that episode, I don't think we actually ended up using any of this, but I did a bunch of research in, like, archives of Gas and Gazette and Charlotte Observer to find, like, spooky news stories from the past. And let me tell you how many UFO sightings there have been in Gaston County over the years. Seriously. uh, I... (laughs) There's, they're really funny, actually, to read now because there's, like, man-on-the-street quotes of, um, you know, Betty Sue saw it when she was taking her garbage out, and then it quotes her, and she said, it looked like a salad spinner. I saw it flying <laughs> right over there. And then it goes to interview the sheriff who also saw it and confirmed that it looked like a salad spinner. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, lots of there's lots of UFO sightings. There was an article on... Um, this this one person wrote an article in the early 1900s about how telepathy is going to be the new wave of technology that's just going to take over the world, and we're going to be communicating across the ocean using t- telepathy. Boy, they nailed that one. They nailed it. I mean, the internet is kind of like that, but yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like Amazon already knows what I want before I <laughs> well, before yeah, I know that's fair. I want it, so <laughs> it kind of worked out, yeah. I'm just surprised that there are, like, as many UFO stories as you found that there weren't any from, like, Sasquatches on, like, Crowder's Mountain or something well, like that. there was something about, like, a haunted goat. A haunted goat? <laughs> there was, it, was, it, was, it was, like, a like a horned demon kind of sighting. See, and being from Arizona and, like, close to the border, like, there's all sorts of stories about, like, the chupacabra. So that's oh, what that... Yeah. Yeah, there was one, like, magical being sighting, but it was, it was, like... It was like in a classified or something. So it was really only a sentence. <laughs> and I tried to find more information about this magical being, but it just doesn't exist. Lots of UFO sightings. Uh, a little, a couple, uh, you know, what are the kids doing these days? Seance kind of 
storylines. But other than that, no really haunted houses in Gaston County. Mostly, mostly, mostly extraterrestrial terrestrials. That sounds like an episode for Gaston Unsolved. It does. Right? Yeah. Can we put a p- call out to people who have seen Sasquatch and or a UFO and haunted have them goats. Haunted or haunted goats? goats. Yeah. I'm oh. more interested on the haunted goats. Yeah. Right. So something about that, that haunted goat story is like, I don't know, like tickling my brain somewhere from my childhood about, I remember something like that, but we did. You feel I, like as a small child you encountered a haunted goat? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I grew up on an Angus farm, and we did have ghost Wait, cows, an Angus beef, beef? farm. Okay. Cow okay. Farm. It's just cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you think that that meant? Well, you said Angus, <laughs> and it's like, I assumed that it meant beef, but I also, like, in my mind, I just, like, I, I'm seeing, like, little five-foot-two men with, like, a handlebar mustache running around. It's like, ah, oh, whole weird of Anguses <laughs> running around with my is really Angus bad is, Scottish accent. Angus is Scottish? Um, yeah, yes. Anyway, there is a ghost cow. There is a ghost cow in the Dallas Bessemer City area. Um, do you have stories of that? Uh, is that? Well, I just I found the news article I'm talking about. It's really short, so I'll just read it. It's called "He's After the Swamp Monster." Ted Godwin, a strapping 23 year old Vietnam veteran, says he's going to get the Summerton monster one way or the other. Tales of the monster started many years ago and were received, revived recently when six goats were found slaughtered in an area surrounded by a tall fence. Then a bird dog was found mangled, and other dogs' livestock have appear, disappeared in the Summerton area. The dead animals all had two deep fame marks on their throats. Godwin, an avid hunter and a native of Sumter, said he is going to the Summerton swamps to either capture or kill the monster. This is a quote. I know the swamp real well, Godwin said in a recent interview, and there are a couple islands way back in the swamp which the monster might use for den. Mm. Yeah, so that's Summerton, South Carolina. Close enough. Close yeah. enough. We got we to find this guy and see if he ever, like, you know, went out and found the swamp monster. So, Josh, when you edit these, do you just giggle to yourself sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, frequently. Movies have ratings. Should we rate this podcast? So, it's PG-13. It, PG-13. It's funny. Every time that I have to go, because we use Podbean to, to mm. um, host our podcast episodes, they've got something that you have to click on that basically say, like, is this clean or explicit? And it's like I've never had to click the explicit button, which – I don't think I ever should, because if we are, I'm probably going to get in trouble. But I'm always tempted to, just for kicks and giggles, just to <laughs> see, see, like, what, what, yeah, just to see if people are like, I was waiting for you guys to drop an F-bomb and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to go back to Justin, your earlier question about, mm-hmm. like, um, episodes and, and things that you connected with, like, being, being a former journalist, to me, one of the episodes that I... I hate to say that I enjoyed it because I don't know that I necessarily enjoyed it, but I felt like it was really impactful was the one that we interviewed a lady and it was fairly early on in the podcast lineage, so to speak. Um, but who had gone through COVID and had battled COVID for months and had talked to us about kind of the effects of what that was like, how it impacted her and her family. Um, and being able to get a little bit behind the scenes in just different episodes with people that we work with or people that are in the community and learn more about them. Like that's the part that I really enjoy. Yes. We talk about some of the things, events or things that we're doing, but I think um, getting to know some of the people behind government and get, you know, you can't say put a face to a name cause you can't see us, but um, getting to hear from, uh, from different people, I think is uh, to me, it's cool anyway. All right. Vince and I are going to do a quick lightning round. So, Oh boy. 
Boom. Uh, we're going to do. I didn't study. We want to get a response from each of you. Whatever comes to top of your top of mind. That's dangerous. Can't, can't be more than a sentence. All right. So here we go. First question. So what's your favorite go-to karaoke song? Janet. Notorious B.I.G. Juicy. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Elizabeth. Uh, can't Stop Believing, Journey. Nice. Ooh, that's a classic. Um, so I haven't done that much karaoke, but Live in La Vida Loca. Oh, nice. <laughs> there's, there's a video out there that exists of me singing that. Um, I pray to God that people don't find that, but yeah. Uh, I've never done karaoke either, but... Uh, I always thought it'd be fun to do Natalie and Brogley is torn. Oh, you guys know that? Yeah. So, oh, it's a nice okay, you're in total breakup mode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to cry on stage, Josh. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> All right. If Hollywood called and made a movie about your life, whom would you like to see play the lead role? All right, Josh. I don't know. Who, who would you guys recommend play the lead role for me? Mm. Who's your favorite actor? I don't, know. I don't watch a lot of new stuff. Maybe it would be more like of an anime movie. I don't know. You were talking about watching anime the other day. Yeah, was that Elizabeth? I, I, yeah, I've never. I don't watch like anime. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that was Elizabeth. All right, Adam. So I've got two. Um, I really like Will Ferrell, and there's some both tall, mm-hmm. kind of curly hair. Can and then I've also gotten yeah. comparisons to Seth Rogen. So oh, e- yeah. either of those, yeah. If like they, they married each other. <laughs> yeah, if Will Ferrell and Seth Rogen had a baby, it would be hideous, and it would be me. Yeah. Oh, I'm going back to Josh. I'm going to say Chris Pratt would be Ooh, a good one. Oh. Yeah, I could see that. Does he wear, gla- yeah. he wear glasses, though? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think what he looks like. Is he the Jurassic World guy? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Guy from uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yeah. Do you, do you accept that? I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> I think if someone was going to make a movie of my life, it would have to... It it would kind of have to be the the Peppa Pig animators. Oh gosh! <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any other way to do it justice. Yeah, nice. I got two. Um, so, The Rock, obviously, because I have one eyebrow that raises all the time. Like the I don't want it to, but okay. it's just I think no. half of my face just doesn't move. <laughs> the Rock wore a wig. Yeah, yeah. And I wear a lot of like black. I don't wear gold chains though. But anyway, um, other one I get, I get. Well, I used to get um, Elizabeth Olsen. Is that her name? I used yeah. to get that a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't I look so much like her anymore, but I do look just like her in that movie, Mary Marcy Magdalene May Marlene. I think that's like legitimately the title of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, a combination of those two. All right, Janet, for or against garden gnomes? Against. I hate stuff, so garden gnome is just a. It's just a. Yeah, it's just a, a useless decoration for outside. Uh, 10,000% for garden gnomes. Yes. I am a proud Davidson grab, Tom yes. Clark, uh, OG garden gnome guy. Look nice. it up if you don't know about it. What? Wow. <laughs> I like it. Controversial. Yeah. Did, Controversy. did you know she would have such a passionate response to that? Yeah, I she just was assumed that she would. Step to the mic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm definitely for garden gnomes. We, yes. have, we have several. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have any strong opinions on garden gnomes. Not to not to ride the fence. Pick a pick a side, Josh. Yeah, pick a side. <laughs> pick a side. If if pressed, I would be tentatively for. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't there like a goosebumps where like the garden gnomes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You sure? You not want to change? Oh, anything? I'm 100 okay. percent sure there is a goosebumps. Uh, yeah, I. T- yeah, let's talk about goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> Something I'm learning is that we're the worst podcast All right, good guests ever, by the way. Yeah, we're better at hosting. <laughs> hey, back to lightning round. Oh, sorry. Okay. 
favorite lunch spot? My desk <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> With your garden gnome. Eating <laughs> soup. <laughs> Eating soup out of a can. But if I'm going somewhere, oh, Peter will, you can't beat it. But the place, the Italian place across the street is really good, too. Um, I still haven't eaten there, but I've seen the food at Ram's Kitchen. I want to try it. Yeah, Vincent took me to Ram's Kitchen, and it was good. it was really good. Can I add that to my list? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was really good. We had it on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So definitely would highly recommend that. Torres Taco Truck in Dallas. I eat yes. there probably like three times a week. Oh, okay. See, Josh splits his time right now between our office and the museum. And on Wednesday, literally his morning is at the museum, his afternoon is with us. And so he's often like, hey, I'm hitting up the taco truck. Who wants tacos? So it's not Taco Tuesday, but it's it doesn't matter. There's never a bad day for tacos. It's taco Tuesday somewhere. That's yeah. right. All right, last question for me. What's your let's see. What's your most controversial non political opinion? Janet. Can I think I have a lot of those. Yeah. Let me think on this for a minute. Okay. Most controversial non-political opinion. I like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> That's a good one. That yeah. is a good one. Yeah. That'll I'm get people going. That's a deep cut. I have so many. What's yours, Justin? Uh, mine would be summer is the, the worst season of the four oh by God. far. Summer is the worst. I actually, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I'll take all the other seasons but four. I'm, a, I'm a big fall and winter guy. That's the guy so from so. Arizona. Well, <laughs> there's a reason that I left Arizona exactly. because, like, th- it's basically 115 for like two months straight, and it's just stupid. <laughs> and it's like there's a there's a King of the Hill cartoon where Bobby Hill's talking about like, you know, this is this is man's arrogance or something like that. Like, the man was not created to exist here, and that's <laughs> that's basically true. Like, it's dumb that there's a giant city, and yeah, it's stupid. Sorry, Arizona. <laughs> I have a lot. I feel like I could have a strong opinion on anything. Could be its own episode. Yeah, but I will say people fight want to fight me on this, and that is that the MAC in MAC and Cheese is an acronym and not an abbreviation. Oh. Oh, I see. Nobody agrees with me, ever. But it would be macaroni and cheese and cheese. No, Easy Mac or Lobster oh, Mac. Oh, oh, okay. I got you. Why would they not say, just, just, we can dive into this later. I actually wrote craft about it one time. You did? Yeah, and they were just like, here's a product to try. And so it wasn't a real answer. I was very disappointed. I've seen people use it that way before with like dots, like the MAC. All right, here's another one. Wait, no, no, you go. I know. Another controversial non-political. Yeah. The mountains are way better than the beach. Oh, I agree with that. Sand gets everywhere. But the mountains close in on you. They just when you're in a valley, you see mm. no sky. The sun, c- the the ocean could take you out to sea, though. Oh yeah, you're right. Shacks. But there's panthers <laughs> in the mountains. Mountains are way better. Hundred percent. There's pirates in the oceans. So. That's true. <laughs> we are in North Carolina. My daughter loves the beach. Like we, when we lived out in Greenville, we'd go frequently and we'd go to the aquariums out there and she'd want to stop off and go to the beach even if it was february i mean it'd be freezing out there and she'd like run into the ocean wouldn't be a problem it's like yeah you're gonna get hypothermia i don't care (laughs) okay here's my opinion capers are disgusting Ooh, coming in hot you're very wrong yeah yeah i'm with you not good see salty this is this is one that'll that'll be tough for justin to hear but 
being a basketball player, running is punishment. <laughs> 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 running is not enjoyable in any way, shape, or form. I uh. could never get into it. And I know you're you're a marathon runner, so good on you. But <laughs> y'all have any have any more? I like this. I like yeah. this round. What's your pet peeve? Number one pet peeve. Uh, stuff. I hate stuff. <laughs> like. St- What's, like, you stuff in your house? That. Um, I just hate stuff. I hate anything. I hate unitaskers. She hates yearbooks. I hate yearbooks. I hate, I just hate stuff. I I hate. Get, I she got rid of all of her yearbooks. Throw away all, which is why I don't remember Josh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't. Oh. I don't you probably wrote, like, some very, like, well-meaning, thought-out, like, thing in her yearbook, and she got rid of it. You're a famous podcaster one day. Right. I see it in you. What's <laughs> one thing that you wish we had asked at you? I'm gonna share. The pet peeve though. Oh, pet peeve. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pet peeve. Um, I had one and I just lost it. Oh, sorry. Adam. Oh, I remember. Oh. <laughs> Interrupting. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> nice. No, uh, it's uh, I, I hate it. my fiance does this to me all the time. He'll come up to me and say, "Hey, have you ever?" <laughs> and I'll say, "What?" And he said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget what you're saying in the middle of talking to me. <laughs> That's my pet peeve. Ooh. Pet peeve. Um, hmm. What can I say that will not get me in trouble with my wife? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Okay, so pet peeve of mine. We, we live in North Carolina. It rains. It, we, we get more rainfall here than Seattle does. And still, I swear to you that when there's a decent amount of rain, people here lose their ever-loving minds and cannot drive. Like, I get it in Arizona where, like, it rains, like, twice a year and there's water from the sky and people think it's Armageddon. Like, fine, I get it. Like, you're not used to it. It rains every other day here. And the other day, driving to work, it took an hour and a half to get here when it normally takes me half an hour because there was, like, four wrecks, and there was flooding on 85, and just everybody just loses their mind. So yeah. that's my pet peeve. Like, you live here, learn to drive in the rain, or move or away. S- or the snow. snow oh, snow. yes. Snow. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, another pet peeve of, like, people that, that freak out and lose their mind over half an inch of snow. Like, I'm not even used to the snow, and it's like, all right, come on now. Josh, pet peeve? I wish I had a more interesting answer. I, I just... I'm a pretty patient person. I don't think I'm super easily annoyed. Oh, come on. Get angry. Yeah. Okay, my pet peeve is people not letting other people off the elevator before getting on. Ooh. That's my pet peeve. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Or people going to the store and then when they get to the register, actually waiting for everything to ring up before they actually get their money ready to pay. Mm. I feel like there's a more efficient... Way it, to do things. What about people who don't return their carts? That's definitely a pet peeve of mine. Like, how hard is that? Like, are you in such a hurry that you can't go find one of the, like, 27, like, cart receptacles that they have or, will like, walk it back to the front <laughs> of the store? You're more important than anybody else, so you can just leave your cart wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> None of this, Joe's? You're are you well, okay the, with everything? Well, the thing is, you know, when I, when I worked in grocery stores, I would have to go out and, and fetch my, my fair share of carts. And sometimes, you know, you want a break from that back room and you got to go out in the fresh air and it's, you know, sometimes it's a welcome change of pace. And if, if I don't, don't tell uh, me this, don't tell me that the people that are being lazy it. are like oh, doing no, you I, a solid. No, they should, they should return the cart uh, to its rightful home. Um, but uh, as a, as an employee, sometimes it didn't bother me that much. 
I might, I might have to, if I don't do well here, I might have to go back to doing that one day. <laughs> oh, so gosh. Maybe I'm just trying to make it sound better in my head. <laughs> All right, Josh, paper or plastic? Mm, uh, oh, man, plastic can be annoying. Like, if you're trying to bag something because uh, they rip easily. Uh, I kind of like the old school paper. Um, or the reusable bags. That's what I think. Reusable bags are equally annoying if you're trying to bag them for somebody. But, you know, if it's like Aldi or something, well, there are many different techniques to bagging. Don't get me. We could do a whole podcast on bagging. See, I would I would be concerned, like, if I was working at a grocery store for people that bring in reusable bags, what about the people that are, like, they don't clean them and so they've got all kinds of junk on them? From There's always groceries. onion skins in the bottom of them. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, gross. Like, if you're going to come in and, like, somebody else is going to be helping you bag your groceries, like, bring in a clean bag if it's reusable. Like, how hard? Oh, I bag my own groceries. Thank you. With my reusable bags. This is uh, this is starting to turn into like the Family Guy, like the when Peter Griffin does the thing on the news where he's like, "Let me tell you, what really grinds my oh, gears." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the weather forecaster's like, "It's raining!" Right, it's it gonna rain. <laughs> we have a humble request of you, dear listener, and that is to leave us a review. Um, we've never really asked yes. for reviews or ratings, um, but it's something that legitimately, honestly, would help us a lot. We've been doing this for over a year now, um, and we really want to know how we're doing. So um, if it if you've got the time, wherever you're listening, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, just give us a star rating or leave us a little review and let us know what you think. Let us know what episodes you want to hear. Uh, that would truly mean a lot to us. And it's okay if it's mean. Like, <laughs> trust me, like, I get plenty of mean emails about other stuff anyway. So if, you, if you're going to add one more, like, hey, you suck, like, it's fine. I'll, it's okay. Uh, on a serious note, that is one thing that as someone who edits a lot of the podcasts, um, I wish we would get more feedback on them just because that would help direct my editing and would help direct, I think, the topics that we choose and would really help shape how we do things. S smash that like button. <laughs> smash that the, like hit button. Hit the notification <laughs> bell. Oh, thank you guys for being here and unsheathing the, <laughs> the scenes of Savvy Citizen. I'm sorry. <laughs> now we all know a little bit more about our hosts. Well, thank it, you, Justin and Vincent. Yeah, thanks, Justin and Vincent, for doing this. I think it's kind of funny. We're a year and a half into this, and, like, we really hadn't thought of, like, eh, maybe people care about who is actually yeah. hosting this. So. Yeah, because they can't see you, right? So right. Need to, which I have a face for radio, so. <laughs> I do, too, and I, I did TV for a while, so, like, I, I definitely appreciate not being on camera whenever possible. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.